0: We could make an introduction for you. Third wheel. Third wheel. Welcome to the third wheel. With me, me and you. Uh,
1: that's it. <laughs> <laughs> There's,
2: There's an got. intro
0: for you. It'll <laughs> uh-huh. be $500,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
2: trying to make a living there. Yeah, if photography and art fails, at least we know that we have uh, singing.
1: Yeah, we, um. Yeah. Making jingles. Making jingles. I think there's quite a lot of money in making jingles. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Not that I actually know anyone who makes jingles. No. (laughs) Santa. (laughs) He must have a lot of money, right? Does Santa
2: make the jingles or does he he make the
0: elves do them?
1: (laughs) Well, probably the elves. Yeah. I to argue that it's actually the reindeer that have the jingle bells. Yeah. Mm. True.
0: Kind of like animal labor. (laughs) 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 jingling. Look we'll at the SBC What happened there? <laughs> um,
1: but seriously, what do you do? Because you do, you. I mean, David, to start with, you do kind of like everything. Um,
0: yeah, I do a lot. Of, I do a lot of different things. Um, <laughs> a lot of. It, I think sometimes I try and do everything, and it doesn't. That's not really how it works. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I'd say, well, I'm Diva, and Hi, Diva. I, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm yeah, i a painter primarily, um, but kind of, yeah, just dabble in, in everything. So like, I guess, do you want like some backstory? Go for it. Um, yeah, just like grew up my whole life painting and um, went to art school uh, when I was out of high school. So graduated about five years ago from Elam and I fucking hated it. Um, And yeah, came out of that and met Connor and Mm. met a lot of beautiful creatives um, and pretty much just been making art since then Mm. um, across a whole different range of things. And um, I've just started my postgrad diploma in arts therapy this Mm. weekend, just gone. So that's where I'm at at the moment. But um, yeah, I'm kind of just all about the general creative expression.
1: Mm.
0: I guess uh, that can be anything, love dancing, Painting, music, uh, sculpture, just everything. Like, if you can put an idea out there, if you have a wacky idea and you can put it out there, then I'm all about that. So I'm very lucky that I've been able to do that for the majority of my life. Cool.
1: Yeah. And what's your jam,
0: Connor?
2: My jam is jamming. <laughs> um, I am. Um, uh, I've been doing photography for. a while now Mm. and I kind of get involved in other forms of documentation mediums as well like videography too. Mm -hmm. Um, I got into photography because I am first and foremost a massive music nerd Mm -hmm. and I grew up in East Auckland which is quite a culturally homogenised area and there were these metal shows that would play at the the Bucklands Beach Church Mm -hmm. once a month or so, um, which was like one of the only areas where there was any way to express your angst about suburban living. Um, So I used to go to these shows and I really enjoyed it. And then I think uh, one time my granddad let me his camera. And so I thought, why not go down and take some photographs? Because if you have my friends who I quite looked up to um, were photographing the shows and I just wanted to get involved as well. And I've, and it seemed to be the closest way to be always at the front mm. of the music. So, like, the closer I could get, the better it was. Um, and so initially for years I did it just as kind of like a hobby. And then I guess I realised that I was super passionate about it and I was doing it... For myself but also for the musicians as well So they could have their kind of history um, Concreted in some kind of medium Mm. And yeah, I've kind of been doing that ever since I think lately I've been trying to branch out Into more more commercial stuff As there is no way to make a living from music photography Unfortunately Mm. Um, There's barely any way to make a living from playing the music itself Mm. Um, So yeah, but honestly and quite cheekily, um, it's the it's kind of like a hack to get into shows for free, to get right <laughs> up at the front of shows, yeah. and just like be able to be in the prime position of energy where you have an artist performing on stage and then an adoring crowd mm. behind, like behind you, and you're kind of like in in between that energy portal where there's like. The two are communicating with each other, mm. and um, I yeah I just love it. So
0: yeah, you're also incredibly good at it. Thank so it's you. a hack, but you're it's a <laughs> hack. But
2: I've also I'm not I'm not. You've
1: mastered well. You've mastered. You're still learning all the time. We all are. But you've yeah. yeah, and also you deserve to be there. You're talking about it as if like somehow you've snuck in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah you just like definitely... slide in there. <laughs> He does give off that impression sometimes on the dance
0: floor. There's a lot of, like, sort of weaving through the crowd and, like, jumping around. Like, Like
2: the best photos are the photos where you can see that the person who's taken the photos uh, is feeling the music. So Mm. I'm often quite... I'm often found dancing while photographing Mm. um, because it's like I'm there and I'm capturing the way that I see it and the way that I see it is just having a bloody good time, really. Um, But I guess also... I love making music as well, mm. which is something I've only just recently started to gain the confidence to do, mm-hmm. um, but over the last three years, three years or so, um, I've been more, probably more so on the side of making music and learning about music than documenting it, which isn't to say that I'm over documenting music, but mm. it's just nice to finally be the one actually making the sound.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Nice it's such a there's so much crossover between you two you're very similar in the way that you talk about like the energy that comes out of all of these sort of creative pursuits yeah Mm. we've
0: kind of like i don't know the way we've always looked at it is like two halves of the creative brain like we have a very similar way of seeing the world which and we're both quite absurd people and quite out there um so, yeah, when we started making art together, it was really like we would get together. So, we yeah, we started making when we, we moved into this house together. We met um, while we were working at Burger Fuel. Yeah. Um, Shout
2: out to Burger Fuel. Yeah. This is not a paid promotion.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. And we were both that whole period of our lives was a pretty hard time um i think as it is for a lot of people when you're in your early 20s Mm. and uh we found each other and moved in together into this group uh, with a huge huge creative family that Mm. um sort of like yeah that's our family now and um we met each other and just started having all these crazy ideas and Mm. we were like what can we do and um we we planned this exhibition that we put on at low tide studios that um benji Mm. and everyone involved in low tide helped to organize um and we would have these meetings. We would be like, we're going to have an exhibition meeting. We, we need to talk about what we're doing. And we would just sit for like hours, eat it. We ate a lot of gnocchi and we we drank a lot and smoked a lot and just like talked about the crazy ideas we had for taking mm-hmm. over the world. Um, and didn't, you know, we didn't really have to just, dis- uh, yeah, we've never had an argument about, about anything. We've never had a disagreement because I think like we're quite aligned in terms of the way we see the world and the mm. things we're passionate about. Mm. And kind of we help each other see th- things from, um, like we have different perspectives, everybody does, but mm. the, yeah, there's this real- There's
2: a level of trust there.
0: Level of trust. And I think just like the shared passion for for um, just exploring the world, mm. which yeah, when I met Connor, it was like just- this incredible enthusiasm for life and i was like fuck like this is what i'm about you know was that
1: instant like when when you guys were working because initially it was just working at burgerfield that you knew knew each other yeah was it like working together? the we instantly like when you started talking like oh my god like we are so on a similar buzz not really
0: we bonded over music initially like that was
1: Hmm.
0: yeah i mean there's not a lot of room for uh creative experimentation on the grill but (laughs) um, I mean I found a way yeah Yeah. we we figured it out but we we would be closing up and we we would share music with each other and I Mm. think that's sort of how it began
2: I think music is one thing that is we've really brought us together
0: oh yeah I think it brings everyone together in in its various different ways um but it's yeah, I mean, and that's what our first exhibition was about, was representing music through uh, painting and photography because mm. we were just both so passionate about this sort of crossover between different mm. mediums. And we were really, I mean, we had this very similar way of seeing the world, but very different practices into like mm. photography and painting, mm. very different. And, you know, art historians will write that photography was the death of painting, but <laughs> we kind of wanted to prove that there was a way for, for in anything, all this crossover, because like if you're, if you're expressing something that you have inside you, like that's a, that's a human experience and mm. that, that goes across all mediums, whether you're mm. like choosing an outfit in the morning or cooking a meal for dinner or having making a, book, a hamburger, making a hamburger. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: So cool. Yeah. So, um, obviously that exhibition was, I imagine just one of many, many schemes that, that you talked about, over gnocchi. <laughs> oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah.
2: It was it's, it's kind of been the biggest so far. It was probably one of the highlights of my life mm. was putting on this exhibition, and I think there was a real beauty in it, and just showing people that um, that experience can be. It's, it's personal, but it can be, like, felt through all sensations. Mm. So within this exhibition, that we called it You Saw Sound, I Heard Colour. Mm-hmm. And so we really wanted to tap into the idea of synesthesia. Mm. And so we would both choose a New Zealand artist and we would have both experienced that artist life. And so I would have gone to the show, sometimes with Diva, and photographed it and captured the Music visually mm. um, from my perspective, and then Diva would then do an expressionist painting of the music um, without having seen my photograph, so there were two like separate perceptions mm. and then the crazy thing is is that when, when paired together through the motion and the gestures and the color the light the light, you could hear the music um, of the performers because there were similarities mm. within the photograph and the painting. Mm. Um, and then we threw a, a concert at the low tide space with a few of the artists. Yeah. Wax chattels and Skeela performed. Whoa. Stay Foolish. Uh, and Stay Foolish. And, um,
0: and us <laughs> yeah, at the yeah, end. We
2: got up on stage at one point and <laughs> yeah. screamed about being sweaty, as yeah. we usually do. <laughs> yeah. um, and it was... Oh, yeah, it was... Incredible. Really special.
0: Uh, I was going to say that like when you, yeah, when you were sort of explaining directly on the bus that, yeah, when we created the pieces, we didn't know what each other were doing, but they ended up really correlating. Like Mm. our experiences of the music were quite similar, um, Mm. different for sure. But yeah, it was a really cool kind of experiment. And I think the thing about that exhibition is that we really wanted it to be something that people felt comfortable in that people felt was I don't know for me for a long time I was really freaked out by gallery spaces because of this sort of feeling of of being trapped by these expectations or this kind of certain way of being to try and fit into a market or a a conceptual environment and Mm. that was really hard for me because Um, for a lot of people I think because when you're making for yourself or you're making for fun you know you want to really get that across and it was really cool because it kind of just felt like a big party and Mm. it felt like something that um was just us and Mm. us just kind of putting ourselves out there and yeah, it definitely um, has been a springboard for like a lot of uh, ideas that we have. We haven't put on an exhibition quite like that, but we have done collaborative works since then. Mm. We've got a project sort of simmering away in our brains at the moment, um, which is sort of taking it even further, that conversation between mediums, because mm. that was quite a, that was quite a, um, I'm going to say quite, s- well, there was a lot of dancing and there was a lot of music, but in terms of our photography and our paintings, it was very still and mm. um we really want to kind of bring a bit more movement to it and have that conversation, be a bit more immersive. Mm. Um, So we're sort of working on that at the moment. Um, We did this piece for The Experiment, which kind of, um, yeah, explored that a little bit. So it was, yeah, an incredible experience to have, like I think the the highlight of my creative career for sure. So far. So far, yeah. yeah.
2: (laughs) There's still a lot left.
0: Oh yeah, so much. Yeah. Woo.
2: What do I do with it all?
1: Yeah. What do we do with the ideas? <laughs> uh, um. With with that one exhibition, um. How long was it between the sort of inception of the idea and then to the time of the exhibition?
2: Pretty. Not long. Not long. Yeah. How? Did, where did the idea spur from? We
1: were
0: walking down K Road and we were like. We were talking about what we were thinking about at the time, which was music and sort of, yeah, the... Classic. Sinis- <laughs> sinis- yeah,
2: just like phil- philosophical yarns.
0: Yeah, talking about how music made us feel and how we wanted to represent that. And we were like, what if we kind of started this conversation about how we both see the world and you know how mm. we see the world in such a similar way, but so different. And... Mm. Um, so we sort of like, well, maybe we should do a project on that. And I think then you ha- you caught up with Benji and you were just having a yarn and Benji was like, you guys should do it and we've got the space and do you want to come in for a meeting? And you hit me up and we were like, do you want to have this meeting? And then I think we got given a time, like the exhibition will be at this time and it was like three months or something. Mm. So we got to our gnocchi and, um, <laughs> and started planning, came up with the proposal and um, yeah, kind of just, it was a really collaborative effort in terms of like not just the two of us working together, but working with everyone at Low Tide, working Mm. with the organizers, working with all the musicians that played. And Mm. that's kind of what we really wanted it to be about was the sense of community and Mm. how all these crossovers, you know, the visual arts community, the music community. um, Yeah, all all of, well, you know, those two essentially, there's so many more, Mm, but like, mm. yeah, it was just this real um, sense of collaboration and openness for sharing of experience and that i mean that's what we're about
2: and a celebration of the idea that everybody is creative
0: mm. there are so
2: many people that think that creativity isn't something that flows through their veins but i don't believe in that mm. i think even from like making dinner for yourself mm. like every aspect of your life there is space for a form of expression and within that Like I think one of my favourite things to do is is facilitate spaces where people can realise that Mm. so um, I've actually got an idea currently where I want to set up a space in which I provide a bunch of percussive items not even instruments but to show that everything can be an instrument and just allow people to come in and join in or create a driving rhythm mm. and then because like it's those moments where like you see someone realise that they are playing music or yeah. having a jam that uh, takes me back to my first time which has been one of the most life-changing experiences of my life. Mm. Um, so it's very much like trying to get people to believe in themselves.
0: Mm. And Just creating an environment where people feel safe to express themselves yeah. as well and, and that idea of belonging to something I mean, the world can be a really lonely place. And I think one of the beautiful things about creating is that it makes us feel closer to one another, like expressing this feeling that we have inside that, you know, is so uniquely ours. And I often get overwhelmed. I'm like, no one will ever, I can't articulate how I'm feeling. No one will Mm -hmm. ever understand. And that can be quite isolating. Um, But when you're making art with someone or you're in a group environment like a jam or you're creating a piece with people, it's... You feel like you're connected to them. You know you're different. You have your own experiences. You have your own backgrounds, but you're connected through this process. Mm. Um, and that's just so can be so empowering. It can be terrifying too. But mm. yeah, it's it's really special.
2: It's almost like a language.
0: Yeah, it's mm.
2: like creating a language with somebody that's already inside you, mm. but finding a way to communicate through what makes you you and makes them them and then finding like the, the, the uh, I guess the common grounds.
0: Mm. Yeah, well quite like, um, yeah, these different kinds of languages which aren't necessarily words. And I feel like we can get so caught up in finding the right words and trying to articulate ourselves through words that we can, the feeling can get a bit lost sometimes. Entirely. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's kind of the power of expression. It's quite incredible. Mm
1: power but definitely also vulnerability right absolutely which is what you guys are well part of what you guys are talking about in terms of like having such a trusting friendship like that there was always trust between you two and there has to be that trust in order to be collaborative creatively because you're like essentially sharing the essence of yourself Mm -hmm. when Mm. you're when you're working together creatively
0: 100 percent. and i think yeah it's been quite interesting talking about um well, leading up to doing this podcast and thinking about our our kind of creative endeavours of the past and thinking about that exhibition and, you know, how incredible it was, but the places in our lives that that we were in then Mm. and, um, you know, dealing with, like, substance abuse problems and dealing with a lot of mental health issues and just being really young and sort of being quite lost and thinking about that and how... Um, yeah for me like uh, I'm sober now from alcohol and thinking about um, you know when I quit drinking how that really changed my creative process Mm. and and Connor was such a a big part of that in terms of support and Mm. you know vice versa for him like we've really it's not just in the creative process but in sort of like the just the tapestry of our lives you know Mm. I feel like there's even when we're not kind of directly in each other's lives because of other stuff going on or we're busy and we're not having time to see each other as much or create as much um there's always this trust that we've got each other's backs and mm. I think we, yeah we have that in a lot of the friendships around us as well but mm. I mean that's integral to to our creative process and yeah thinking about our our creative relationship um you know think about how we we're creating back then and how we're creating now but it's so tied to just our relationship as friends and Mm. um, how through this whole time um, it's just gotten stronger and stronger Mm. and yeah it definitely feels right to be working on some stuff at the moment I had a manic um, a a moment of mania at about two in the morning last week and message kind of being like you know that brainstorm we did last year where we were coming up with this crazy project idea and like it was super ambitious and we're like, how are we going to do it? And I'm like, I've been thinking about it and we've got to do it. We've got to do it this year. It's mm-hmm. got to happen. We're going to make it happen. Let's have a meeting, discuss our ideas and um, see what happens. And then the next day you messaged me about this and it's sort of just doing this and talking about our creative relationship. I was like, okay, it's meant to be. Like, the, the this this it's, it's The universe wants it to happen. Oh. Mm-hmm.
2: We want it to happen. We want it to happen.
0: Yeah. Maybe other people do too. We'll we're see. Re- we're ready now. The audience wants it to happen. Yeah.
2: <laughs> For me personally, it's been quite a trans. Trans, uh...
0: Transformative?
2: Transformative, yeah. That's... Yeah, I've, uh... I've changed a lot since, Mm. um... A few years ago when we put on our first exhibition. And through that transformative process... Is, um... Dealing with sobriety. Mm. And trying to, like, understand that... That the creativity wasn't connected to the chaos... Mm. Even though my life was chaos during that time when I felt very creatively driven, um, a big part of learning temperance um, and ch- just uh, growing up, I guess, mm. is just realising now what that creative cre- creativity looks like mm. um, and just understanding that it's still there, it always was there. Mm. Like I said before, it's, it's in everybody. Mm. And just finding natural ways to tap into that. But that's where community is just so important mm. because, like, it's it's kind of the key to, to all great expression, I think. Yeah. Is having people there to support you um, and to experience it with.
0: Mm. Yeah. And I think having a sense of, well, it can be really hard to be open about um, the stuff that's going on. You know, like, sobriety is... What's a huge part of both of our lives now um but dealing with addiction can be something that's really hard to talk about Mm. dealing with mental health can be something that's really hard to talk about and um I think having a, a group of people around you that you can talk about it with that you can be open with who are able to support you well just yeah to feel supported to feel like You still have a sense of identity, Mm. um, you know, when all of these huge changes are going on. Mm. And, yeah, I think in general in terms of the world, um, the more that we are able to connect with each other, sort of the easier things become to deal with because Mm. you feel like you're not alone in it. Mm. And we feel like we can share our experiences Mm. in in a space without judgment, in a space... Um, yeah, again, it comes back to expression, being able to express yourself creatively but also just being able to um, express what your experience and, and your reality, mm-hmm. everyone's reality is different. And, yeah, we live in a world that can be very quick to judge and very quick to sort of place blame or expectation or pressure. And, yeah, being able to create is. And, and put those feel, feelings into something more tangible, I think is a real healing tool. Mm. Um, and yeah, I th- I'm just really grateful that we've been able to have that in our friendship and in our lives and... and um,
2: all part of the journey, man.
0: Yeah, part of the journey, ups and downs. Ups and downs. Lefts and rights. Ebbs and
1: flows.
2: <laughs> Light and dark.
0: Light and dark.
2: Death and life, you know.
1: Yeah, it's all a part of it. That sort of um, what you were saying about ebbs and flows, you you were bringing up um, beforehand when we were downstairs, you were bringing up the idea of creative block. What did you guys talk about about creative block earlier? You sort of mentioned that you brought that up in your conversation
0: earlier. Creative block. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The best friend. (laughs) I mean,
2: it ties directly into mental health, Yeah, Mm. I think. And just also, like I was saying before, like feeling that my creativity was tied to the chaos that I embraced embraced when I was kind of a lot more wired. Mm. Um, And I guess like coming through that period and coming out the other side and realizing that this was growth, Mm. it's now, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like so much that there's a block in the way but more of just like it, things have changed and it's adapting mm. to that.
0: It's kind of like uh, figuring out who you are, a sense of identity. And I mean, no, I, I don't believe you're ever going to know fully who you are because we're constantly changing, we're constantly growing. And I think if you, I think if you think that you know who you are, you're not, I mean yeah there's a sense of it there's a sense of groundedness, there's a sense mm. of what you believe in and and the things that you're passionate about, but you've got to stay open to change and mm. you've got to stay open to growth um, if yeah, just to keep exploring and to have fun and to mm. to yeah keep keep learning a cycle really mm. um, but yeah, it's hard when uh when there's changes, and I think Like I found, so I first, the first time I got sober, I was 22 and um, yeah, it had been a few years since I'd even painted sober, Mm. you know, I'd been drinking for that time and I was terrified. I was like, what if I can't paint Mm. when I'm sober? What if it it doesn't work? And it was really this period of kind of rebirth and Mm. that doesn't come without periods of anxiety Mm. about who you are because when you've been a creative person for a really long time, I mean, yeah, again, everyone is a creative person for sure. Um, but I think for myself, like at all, from the moment I was born, I was like, I'm an artist, I'm gonna be an artist. I know that, and that, that throughout my whole life has been the common thread that mm. I need to create. And I'm very lucky that I was able to sort of have that uh, sense of knowing where I was going. But when that's been compromised, when I felt like I haven't had that um, creative force, um, or I felt disconnected from it, it's really scary because suddenly your whole sense of who you are is, is um, kind of thrown up in the air. It's mm-hmm. like, well, who am I if I can't create, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And I think that comes, um, is very tied to kind of the purpose of making. I think that's what we were talking about before is, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you have to create for st- You know, you're studying something creative, so you have to do it for assignments, you're being graded on it, or you're creating for money, you know, like a lot of the time, Connor's shooting stuff, well, not even for, you know, just for the purpose of like um, marketing, for example, or for Mm -hmm. a show, or it's for other people. and even for me, like, social media, trying to, like, market myself and brand myself online is, like, a super anxiety-inducing thing because mm. I'm like, oh, I just feel quite constricted by what people might want. Mm. Um, it's hard to stay sort of authentic through that process. Mm. Um, and
2: how much should you share?
0: Mm. How much should you share? Yeah, it's really... And should you share, you know, this whole thing of, like, what's on trend? What what do mm. people want at the moment? Mm. And is that what I want at the moment? It's mm.
2: consuming.
0: Yeah, mm. it's really... Um, it's tricky then to be like, well, you can get a bit lost in it, in the hustle, I think as well. And be like, well, what am I creating for? You know, mm. what is the intention of this? And mm. sometimes that you got to take a step back. And I think, I think that anxiety is a part of that. I think, you know, as we were, we were talking about before we came here, um, anxiety kind of preparing you for the next big shift, because it makes you really, those, those periods of not really knowing what's going on, make you really uh, reflect and kind of investigate what, what you feel is important to you and what you're passionate mm. about. And I think it's hard when you're not physically creating something at the time. You're like, well, maybe I'm not a creative person. Mm. Um, but actually, you're still a creative person, even if you're not making anything. Mm. Mm. You know, we, the way that we think about the world, the way that we observe things, the way that we move through the world, these mm. are all creative acts that mm. are unique and, and express who we are. Um, mm. And it's kind of embracing that. Um, that creativity is not necessarily what we're told it is mm. from a very young age. Mm. Um, you have to be, you have to be good at it. And to be good at it, it, has to look like this. And mm. you know, you can't sing, or you can't do this, or you're never going to make a living if you, if you become an artist. Like all of these sorts of things, you're told from a young age, which, which just really suppress mm. um, this force that we all have within us, this mm. desire to to let people know who we are and to learn about who others are. Mm. I don't know if
1: any of that makes any sense, but... No, no. it does to me. Absolutely does. Yeah, Yeah. it absolutely does. I was having a similar conversation um, with my friend, Heather, who made this necklace, actually. Um, She's here with me. Um, (laughs) And um, we're also talking about one of the things that really destroys creativity at a young age is um, the fear of making mistakes as well and that whole idea of like perfectionism and like which is connected to like you are good at this or you are not good at this and that we feel like making mistakes or taking risks in our creativity is bad because if you do something wrong then then you're bad as well um so yeah i found i found that really interesting and that ties ties back into the whole like vulnerability in art as well like being prepared to Sort of yeah, take risks, do something different, make make a do something that you don't like as well, create stuff that you don't like. I think a lot of creatives get uh, afraid of, um, yeah, being in a place where they might make something that they're not even actually that into as well. Like like that would yeah yeah.
2: It's also part of the process, mm. you know to. Figure out what direction you want to go and you do need to go through those times where, Mm. like I'm finding that with learning music. Mm. It's like some of the instruments I'm playing, I'm just like, oh man, this sounds horrid. Mm. But I'm not going to just pick it up and be able to play exactly what I want it to sound like. And then you start to realise that you can shape your um, understanding of what a mistake is Mm. and then suddenly mistakes are positive Mm. because mistakes show you that you are taking the process. You Mm. are like... Um, doing it mm-hmm. like that, uh, and when you realize that, like the conclusion, if there ever was one, is kind of irrelevant because it's more just the the perfection is within doing what you want to do. Yeah, um, and whether it sounds good or bad, that's entirely subjective, and everyone's going to have their own kind of thoughts and opinions on it. But at the end of the day, if you're just like engaged in with something, and you are spending your time doing something that you generate like positivity for yourself for mm. then that's like perfection right that's as that's as good as it gets
0: absolutely mm. the mistakes are so important
2: yeah 100 percent if um, you're not making mistakes then you're not doing it
0: and like what mm. is a mistake i think you've really got to like knuckle down into that of like why do you think that it's wrong why mm. do you think that it's bad i think yeah i mean there's a definite um difference if if you're harming somebody or hurting somebody mm. um but it it comes down to, I mean, like, I'll create pieces of art and be like, oh, I hate this. And you mm. notice all of the things that are wrong with it. And you put mm. it out there and everyone might be like, this is my favorite piece you've ever done. <laughs> because it is, yeah, it's like you said, it's so subjective. It's yeah. the, Our perception of the world is so different and the things that we love are different. And mm. this is a problem that I have with like teaching art or learning art in an institution mm. is that you can't put a grade on art because everyone has a different way of expressing mm. themselves and- there's beauty in that, and mm. I, I, yeah, mistakes is a learning tool because mm. if you do something and you're like, "Wow, I really fucked that up i've I've missed I've messed it up. I don't know who I am. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't do the thing that I'm supposed to be good at." Um, it makes you reflect on on you know what what that was and why you might feel like that and mm. what you might do differently in the future. Mm. I mean even just looking at life and like some of the really hard things that you might have gone through, um, and been like, man, I wish that didn't happen. I wish that hadn't happened to me. Um, at the same time, like we wouldn't be the people that we are today Mm. at this moment, if we hadn't had those things in our lives Mm. and you know, there's going to be hard shit and there's going to be mistakes and there's going to be, um, we're going to make the wrong decisions sometimes. Mm. And, that's just gonna shape us it's mm. it's part of it there's hard stuff and there's and there's good stuff and you can't be you can't be um, the best well this is the thing this is the whole thing of like the competitive element of things of being the best at something you know we're told to be the best at something to be mm. successful and mm. really pits people against each other yeah. and it's like that's not what creativity is yeah. about it's not about being better at art than somebody else it's about having a different perspective on life mm. and that's something we should celebrate and not um, Sort of quashed down because, yeah, I think social media plays into this a lot as well. As kind of, yeah, this whole you can curate your existence to be online. I think that ties into it uh, in that the people that that are online, like they're not they're going to see the good shit that you decide to post, and they're not going to see the mistakes because yeah. you can choose, you you can decide. And we're constantly viewing people whose lives look perfect. Like, yeah, pretty much guaranteed their lives aren't perfect. I don't think anyone yeah has. Well, I don't know. Again, like we'll get philosophical. Like, what is a perf- What is perfection?
1: Like, yeah, ah, yeah. But very few people actually put anything on social media that they're like, "Well, this was shit. I'ma upload it." Nobody, not many yeah. people do that, unless you're yeah. drunk. No. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah.
0: um, or no. very high. <laughs> yeah. It's really, um, yeah. I think creative block sort of sort of ties into all of those all of mm. those things. Mm. Um,
2: it's all just. It's learning, right? Yeah. It's growth. Mm. And it's necessary. Mm. Growth is beautiful within its own right.
1: Mm. Mm. Growth mm. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm. If you can learn to accept the feelings that come with all of that as part of the process, because that's one of the hardest things, like with, for example, anxiety, like being able to accept that anxiety is something which you feel and is an experience and it will come and it will go and that that is okay. When you're anxious that's not where your brain is, you know? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And then you get, like, your internal conflicts and then all 12 personalities are <laughs> fighting against each other. You're yeah. just like, I'm going to bed. This is overwhelming. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
0: and, and speaking of being overwhelmed as well, like, when you have, like, um, these creative inspirations and you have all of these hundreds of ideas, you can get overwhelmed by them and then that causes a creative block because yeah. you're like, I can't get them all out, so I'm just going to not do any of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I think as well, uh, just thinking about that, um you know, in terms of the way that we are expected to live our lives. Mm. Um, and I think there's, yeah, I think this ties into anxiety as well as mm. not having the time um, or not having the means mm. uh, or the space to be able mm. to create. Um, I think it really is a privilege to be able to create, um, yeah, to have the time and the space and, and yeah, sometimes the money as well, like, to to be able to make because the way that we live at the moment um you've got to have a job you know Mm. you've got to you've got to be able to support yourself or sometimes your family and and when you're doing that it's hard to focus on the things that are important to you and that can be anxious too uh, anxiety inducing too because it's like well i'm a creative person i want to be able to create but i can't Mm. because i need to survive Mm. and yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of tying into you know before we came up here and we were all talking about capitalism and how awful it is. I mean, we yeah. don't live in a society that values creative expression, mm. and we don't um, live in a in a society that really allows room for that.
1: Mm. Um, Which is cooked when you consider what you said earlier that everybody is a creative person and this this need to create exists within everyone. So if that's being suppressed in everyone like what kind of society are we creating like what does that do to people when yeah everybody's got this thing that's being suppressed inside them because it's not something that's worth anything
0: yeah Mm. I think it results in a lot of people who don't think they're worth anything Mm. yeah Mm.
1: yeah
2: and just nullifies people Mm. into stagnation
1: Mm. Hmm. Which is why accessibility in art is so important. Again, like being able to feel like you're allowed to be in a space to create. That's is why it? we need those spaces. Mm, yeah. So that's mm.
2: the that's the starting point is mm. having those spaces for all walks of life mm. to come through. Mm,
0: exactly. And talking about vulnerability before, I mm. mean, um, yeah, when you're – when you're expressing yourself, there's that level of vulnerability. You're putting yourself out there. Mm. And um, there, yeah, there are a lot of people whose voices don't feel like they're important, who feel like they, what they say isn't valued by, mm. by the people around them. Um, and yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of change happening at the moment. And I think that, yeah, we need to keep just striving for uplifting the voices of those who feel that they yeah, they're not valued mm. because, yeah, I think everyone has such a unique take on the world and everyone's experience is so valid mm. and it's it's important for that to get to be out there mm. because then then we can understand each other more, you know. The mm. more that we can see into each other's realities outside of our own, mm. the more that we can understand and empathise and... Mm respect each other and Mm. and just kind of create environments where everyone feels worthy
1: of of being listened to Mm. absolutely I want to know more about this you don't need to tell me details but more about this um next thing that you have coming something you brainstormed last year Mm. what what do you reckon was I mean you said you had like a sort of like manic 2am ah let's do this but like what was the sort of catalyst for wanting to come back to this now um
0: I actually don't I mean like it's pretty ambitious I've just started uni again so I'm like I don't know where, <laughs> That's like, the best time. yeah well I'm feeling quite creatively inspired by this course already yeah. um uh, yeah it's yeah it's very um it's beautiful but I think the the idea that we have—we've been talking about every time we have, get together and have a conversation—we just are like spitballing outrageous ideas that usually um, there's no way that they're possible
1: <laughs> to pull off. You know, okay. we're hold like, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We need to—we need to pull a pin in this one. What kind of outrageous, like ridiculous, can't pull it off idea? What are we talking about here? Like, <sighs> if, if we're talking about one that you could—you feel like you could never actually do—I want to know how outrageous you guys. Go.
2: <laughs> I feel like most of the ideas can be done. It's more of like, do we have the, well, finances for one. Yeah, do we
0: have the time for it? Do we have the finances? And also, like, is it something that the world needs right now? You know, like, do we need this absurd thing out there? True. we just downstairs talking about... Um, you know, animating ourselves into a dragon and a crocodile for this podcast. You know, like just like. And the answer
2: know. is yes. The world needs it. The world needs it. Um, <laughs> now even, more
0: than even. I mean, this is not so related to the art aspect of our of our project, but you know, exhibition opening where everyone eats gnocchi. You know, oh, yeah. like
1: why not do <laughs> On that? Brand, yeah, yeah. Why
0: not know. do that? Why not? I think this is the thing of just like if you have a crazy idea. um, just share it I think like yeah. even if it seems ridiculous and outrageous and and funny and like I don't know we we get together and we're just like what if we did this what if we did this yeah um yeah even even like the other night I was like oh what if what if we just put on another party you know and asked all of our favorite musicians in the world to play and like <laughs> you know this is just not achievable even the dead ones yeah this <laughs> is just not
1: not achievable um <laughs> But would be so cool. Would be yeah. so cool. Yeah. Would be so cool.
0: Yeah, I think, I think for this exhibition or um, well, this project, like... We really want to make it
2: a lot more immersive mm. where we can, like, really get people involved and mm. where they are the artists. It's, mm. like, creating a space. Like, one thing that has been quite prominent in my mind is the idea of creating some kind of live projection where people have a an area that is projected where there are uh, fluids, whether it's paint or just any kind of like coloured fluids where Mm. they can then combine them into, let's say, like a little pot or something. Mm. And then that is projected onto a wall or whatever. And so like it's a constant um, art installation, Mm. but we provide the...
0: The materials
2: Mm -hmm. and the projection and the space and whatnot. And -hmm. then people can come in and create together. Mm. Which I think is like totally doable. It's just Mm. more like, where do we find a projector? (laughs)
0: If anyone out there who's listening has um, any knowledge about this sort of process, please get in touch because we'd like to Um, (laughs) know. But uh, yeah, I think it's very much in in on brand with like what we are passionate about, which is like bringing people together and sort of giving them... Not even, well, providing the tools, but I think just kind of creating a space that people feel like they can create and not for Mm -hmm. any particular purpose. And like when we lived together, this crazy big house um, called 432, um, and we put on these big parties and Mm -hmm. everyone just came along and had a bug and, People played and... Got weird. Got weird and, like, we had art everywhere and the place was a shambles and, yeah, everyone was... I fell through the roof
2: at one of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, Connor at one point, like, six in the morning, decided he wanted to take a drum kit up onto the roof (laughs) and um, play the drums up there and we all woke up to the sound of Connor on the roof playing the drums, um, which was was beautiful. Inspirational. Uh, um, Yeah, Seb wasn't too happy that his drum kit was on the roof, but... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we we worked through it and, yeah, I think... Creating that space and kind of, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's this disconnect sometimes between like the artist and the viewer, and mm. I think that both are such an integral part of of a piece of art. Mm. Um, and I think we really, we really want to expand the conversation about collaboration as well, just between the two of us, in terms of like. You know in the last exhibition having having a photograph and a painting next to each other and with the experiment we really merged that so we had a time lapse that i that connor uh connor took of saint kevin's arcade and then i painted over the top and in between mm. each brush stroke connor would take another photograph and then we merged them so throughout the time lapse it slowly got more and more painted mm. and that it was yeah, there, it was definitely like a learning process. It's not perfect. We are happy with the result, but like well, there's so much more we can do with that and kind of abstract it more. But really exploring that kind of the movement element of it, kind of more videography and, you know, live painting aspects or, yeah, having um, the audience can actually get involved and make it as well um, mm. in the space and become a part of it. Um, just installation-wise getting a bit more wacky. and it's so fun. Yeah. I think conceptually we want to really look at exploration uh, as mm. as kind of where we're going to start from, but kind of like what makes a piece of artwork, what makes an image and what sort of mm. binds us together, you know, light and colour and movement and time mm. and all of these things that make up really a human life, but mm. also make up, make up an artwork. Mm. Yeah.
2: I'm looking forward to it.
0: Looking forward to it. That is exciting. Got to get get working yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: get to work i think like i'm i'm kind of frothing for it because this past year with covid and the uh, cancellation of all events being a event photographer mm. has been very slow mm. and like i mean i've been to maybe like 5 or 10% of the gigs that i'd usually go to mm. um, so I'm kind of really itching, and I think that's also bringing up what we were talking about before, like within the creative block is it kind of feels like that where it's like I haven't had my usual space to go do what I do for myself mm. um so yeah,
0: and dance
2: and dance, oh yeah just dance the more best.
0: want to dance more uh-huh oh always, yeah, constantly, <laughs> um but yeah, I think just kind of yeah working together like it's just like yeah it's that trust thing I just trust that it's going to happen for the rest of our lives collaborating with each other and with others as well Mm. and uh, it's really exciting like whenever we get together to talk about things it is it's that outrageous kind of like think big and that's what we did with the last exhibition and we were like what if we had like live music and what if this happened and this happened and and then it happened it all happened mm. and we were like well fuck we can do it you mm. know and you can
1: do anything exactly yeah. <laughs> and we're
0: right. lucky that we, we were yeah very grateful that we were able to do that
2: um, we also both just come back from Kiwi Burn, oh. which is basically exactly. just an adult playground mm. so feeling very inspired for embracing any kind of wacky and weird and absurd idea yeah. just for the sake of doing that seeing
0: the art there was pretty incredible and the fact that it's all like volunteer run was was yeah. really cool um yeah and I think really kind of reiterates that sense of community of, of everyone being really aware of of each other and what's going on and Yeah, I think it's something that we have a lot of in the creative community um, Mm. here in Tamaki Makaurau because it's so small. Mm. Um, I mean, it's big, we're spread out, but I don't know, kind of rocking up to Verona and like talking to anyone and being like, what's going on and kind of bouncing ideas off each other. And yeah, there's so much opportunity out there for connection. yeah, just excited about that. Really, connecting yeah. with others.
1: Yeah, and we're lucky to be here in Aotearoa where we can like also like physically meet and connect with people. We can go to Verona and hang out with people like that. There are very few places in the world. Absolutely, <laughs> it's kind of
2: absurd being at like a show and just realizing mm. that like in this moment, this is one of the only places in the entire world where something like mm. this
0: is happening. Mm. Mm.
2: You feel very grateful. But mm. also you're like, what the fuck,
0: man? It's mm. crazy. I think it's really making a lot of people reflect on what's important to them. And I think that's why we're seeing um, a, lot of, a lot of change and a lot of sort of, yeah, there's a lot of questioning about what is this society that we've built and how can we make it better mm. because it's not working mm. um yeah everyone well I don't know I'm just seeing being locked in your house for a while it makes you really <laughs> reflect on like yeah. what's important to you and yeah. what you want to yeah. do um yeah. and how we can how we can make how we can we can make a world where everyone's um feels like they can sort of do that you yeah. know do what they want yeah. To be doing yeah. And sort of live yeah. be Live their dreams Yeah
1: Yeah Yeah. Um, so you've both written haiku yes.
0: Yeah <laughs> Oh I'm so excited
1: <laughs> Do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah Okay I should probably just maybe very quickly explain um, Because for people who haven't listened to any other episodes of the podcast That um, guests write haiku about each other And that's part of the way that we share is how, part of the way of how we prepare for the podcast as well. <laughs> mm. So do you want to go first? Yeah, sure.
0: <clears throat> well, you've memorised yours. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. I haven't.
2: I hope I've re- memorised it. <laughs> okay, me too. A performer. Are you ready? Flailing Flamingo. Sassy Snake. Respect the Boom. Octopus Boogie.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wow, that's good. That was a zoological trip.
0: <laughs> can, I, can I hear it again?
2: Yeah, okay. Flailing Flamingo, Sassy Snake, Respect the Boom, Octopus Boogie.
1: Nice. Are you
2: like, what is he talking about?
1: Um, I feel like I am missing a depth to it. Yeah. But even without, I'm getting... Uh, I'm getting an amazing image out of it. It's very cool. I cool. like it a lot. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I love it.
2: I think Diva knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So uh, when I'm on the dance floor, I like to just like whip out um, animal dance moves. Um, I think it's a great way when you don't know what to do to just like um, embody a flamingo. Embody, yeah. Embody a flamingo, embody a snake, embody an octopus. And. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah, it's really fun, and it was we actually had a pretty crack up moment at um, Kiwi Burn where we had we taken some acid, and we decided that we would go uh, just wander around, check out what was happening, and we stumbled across the nightcore day rave, which was in the middle of the paddock, broad daylight, sun blazing down. It was just a gazebo with um, with a DJ mm-hmm. playing like some pretty hard techno, and maybe, like, ten people just boogieing. And we were like, oh, should we go check it out? Should we go check it out? We sort of, like, got drawn in. And as we started dancing into this little circle of people, we just got more and more into it. Mm. And um, at one point, someone started doing – a chicken dance. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm living out my dream. Because honestly,
1: since somebody speaks your language, yeah, yeah because <laughs> I, my
0: people. I just have this urge. I had this urge new year's. Like I had this urge to just like start. I was like, what would happen if I just like chickened out right now? And just like went around the space, like flapping and I just love it. I think, um, yeah. And then, and then I pulled the flamingo out and everyone there, which was like 10, 10 ravers in the middle of the day just started doing the flamingo, doing the octopus. Oh, and I was man. like, oh man, this is like how I want the year to go. It's just like, it's that thing of just like doing something crazy and people being like, fuck yeah, I like that. And yeah, uh, just
2: embracing it and realizing that they can be crazy too. And it's actually mm, awesome. Mm, just be weird. Mm, yeah. As long as like you're you
1: know, not hurting anyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Be
2: weird, but like, you know, still be
1: chill. respectful. Yeah. Respectful. <laughs> Be weird, but still be chill. Yeah. Great. Yeah, <laughs> That
2: seems like a bit of a contrast, but.
1: but no, I think it's. I think it's almost a motto. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I love that. All right,
2: put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> David, do you want to share yours? Yeah, I've. I actually wrote
0: three, because I couldn't decide. Okay. Um, I got. I got a bit overwhelmed and was like, oh, it's got to be good. It's got to be good. So I'm gonna have to pick pick one that really pops out to me.
2: You could read all three. Could
0: read all. Th- nah, I've gotta do one. <laughs> gotta do one. I think. Okay, I've got one. Okay. I got it. It's perfect. Okay. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> nah, no, that's good. That's good. Perched on edges, jump. Weaver of light, twist, turn. Close your eyes and dance.
2: Beautiful. oh I that love ta- it. That takes me to my favourite spot.
0: The just dance floor, the dance
2: floor, but also just like the dance floor while being infatuated with all the light, and yeah, the sounds and just like weaving around people, just yeah. trying to navigate my way through to, to like find the the photographs. Little weevil. That's it.
1: I love that dance came out in, in both of yours.
2: Yeah. Well, we at at the end of the day, we're mover and shakers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> booty That's shakers.
2: Yeah, yeah, booty yeah. shakers.
0: Oh. Being on the dance floor. Um, Together is like, yeah. Well, I think we're lucky, like all of our friends are very into dancing and like, it's so nice, like rocking up and just like the crew coming in. And like, P- yeah, I, I understand I understand why for a long time I felt really like uncomfortable on the dance floor. You know, it's like, how do you move your body? You feel like everyone's sort of watching you and, and you don't really know um, what to do or if you're dancing the right way, if you're in time or any of these things. But... Like, it's such a powerful um, – for me, it's, like, a meditative process. And mm. when I first stopped drinking, like, going dancing sober it was incredible because I didn't need I didn't need anything to be able to dance and just, like, release it all. And a piece of advice my mom gave me when I was younger, which kind of sounds, like, contradictory. She's an incredible person and, like, very loving and supportive. But she was like, do you even know one actually gives that much of a fuck about you? And, like, true. it's true because, yeah. you know, you go home at the end of the night and you're like, oh, man, I, I said the wrong thing or I – My dancing was so bad tonight. Or like, oh, everyone, no, no one's thinking. Everyone's thinking.
1: Everybody's thinking that. Everyone's thinking I did this, and Mm. what what did I do tonight? Nobody's thinking. Oh, what did Diva do?
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Is that a flamingo?
1: Exactly. And I think
0: (laughs) it's it's the it's the power of music to be able to. Yes, I mean, if the music's not good, and again, it's subjective because everyone's idea of not good music, it, you know, it's different for everybody. But like, yeah. man, when you find something that really moves you, yeah, like there's nothing more freeing in the world than just yeah. like moving your body to that. And yeah. you know, it's a workout as well. You're a bonus. You're, yeah, you're working out, getting sweaty. Oh yeah. I have yeah. so yeah. I, I would actually um, on Sunday. I was wearing uh, one of my favorite shirts. Um, and it, it was for my workshop arts therapy. And it was, it was quite a hard day. We, we, it was a long day, and just you know, this course requires a lot of sort of sharing of yourself, and mm. and it was it was feeling quite fragile. And I was wearing this shirt, it's the orange, orangey one, and just thinking about like Connor's borrowed it quite a few times, and others of my other friends have borrowed it, and kind of just how it's imbued with the sweat of many dance <laughs> floors, <laughs> and and how beautiful that is to kind of yeah. have this feeling
2: of of been covered in your mate's sweat
0: yeah well and just the energy <laughs> of those you. the energy of those dance floors you know i think oh it's just it's so magical cool yeah i love it's that very show. Cool. yeah i know i know you do
2: i washed it before i gave it back to you
0: i i appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> your spirit is still on yeah, your but spirit side. ghost, still sweat, <laughs> <it. is still laughs> ghost, ghost sweat
1: no person can remove it yeah, yeah, yeah. good luck <laughs> yeah no i wouldn't want to
2: Oh, that was beautiful!
0: I love that. Yeah. Oh, I, really I really liked, really liked my mum. Yeah,
2: you're welcome.
0: We could do more. Maybe we should write haikus for everybody.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That one took me like two hours.
1: <laughs> Actually. Yeah. Oh, I feel really bad that it. No, 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 no. It's so good. Interest.
2: It was like okay. it was like that's what I love doing. It's just like having a little project. All I right? feel honoured. The first one I was gonna do, I was um gonna incorporate colours from actual pieces of you. Like, pieces that you had done. My knee. You my elbow. <laughs> <laughs> <my laughs> color. like, like, colors from your canvases that you had painted that I've got around in my room. So, I yeah. downloaded, like, a color app on my phone. There's and a lot like of colors in there. Shined it on the, the the pieces to find. Yeah, there's so much. And some of them are just, like, how is, like, this a color?
0: Too many syllables. Yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah, I know. They're pretty, like, midnight blue. <laughs> that was one of them. <laughs>
0: midnight blue? That's my favorite color. Is it really? Or like, ultramarine, yeah. Oh, man, I should have used Love that. it. Love it.
2: Saf, quite a bit of sapphire as well.
0: Sapphire, yeah. yeah. It's crazy like looking back and seeing how like um, your art style changes and I think like colours, uh, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm just in love with colour mm. as you might be able to tell from my outfit. Mm. People listening can't see my outfit right now. It's very colourful. But yeah, I just fucking love colour. So that would have been good. But I don't think that you could have incorporated all of the colours into that yeah, It, was ju- it was
2: just would have been me mentioning colours at that point. I was like. Not really working for no, me.
0: Other animals do it. The yeah. Animals, you nailed it.
1: Thanks. Thank you. Well, we can wrap it up here if you like.
0: Wrap it up. <whistles> wrap it up.